hello, hello. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday indeed, and welcome into episode number 55 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. My name, as always, is Alex Reamer, and you can find us wherever you can find your favorite OutSports podcasts. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Don't worry. We are there. Uh, I am super excited about my guest this week. I'll get to him in a moment, but first, a couple of things I want to clean up here in the open. Last week on the show, I let off talking about the growing and disgusting anti-trans sentiment that we continue to see throughout this country, especially in response to Biden's uh, rollback of Trump's anti-trans policies. We're seeing all these state uh, conservative legislatures introducing trans bans, and their primary goal is to, or one of their primary goals is to ban transgender females from participating in women's sports. Well, what a week it was in the Capitol, and Republicans really, if there was any doubt, showed their true colors about just how this is about bigotry, plain and simple. I mean, we had Marjorie Taylor Greene literally posting, hanging up a poster outside of her office door. There are two genders, believe science, and doing it to attack Representative uh, Marie Newman, who has a transgender daughter and gave just an incredible speech on the House floor this past week in support of the Equality Act, and she ha- she 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 put the transgender flag outside of her office. That's what Marie Newman did, and to, to show support for her daughter, the trans flag. And what does Marjorie Taylor Greene do? She puts up that disgusting poster. But that's where we are, you know. I mean, she's not on any committee. She's been stripped of all of her responsibilities, so she's just there to tweet, and she's there to hang up posters. It's the same reason why Ted Cruz goes down to Cancun in the middle of, uh, you know, a disaster in Texas, because they're not there to govern. They're not there to build any form of consensus. They are just there to troll, and they are just there to post. And as I said, Marjorie Taylor Greene, in this sense, was literally posting. And then we have Rand Paul, who at one point... I never agreed with much of what he said, but at one point used to have some sort of coherent ideology. Well, now he again is just a troll attacking Dr. Rachel Levine in her confirmation hearing to become Assistant Health and Human Services Secretary uh, about gender mutilation, equating that to, uh, you know, just uh, the medical procedures that are in place to help transgender people. It's just (laughs) so gross and so misleading, and so full of misinformation, and it's just made to scare people, and that's and that's what it's all about, and I've been saying it from the get-go, the vitriol, and from, like, like, I'm the only one saying it, but I've been saying it since we started this podcast, that it's the same crap that was slung at gay people decades ago, the same scare tactic type crap, that, oh, they're gonna assault your children in the bathroom. They're going to indoctrinate your children. I mean, Rand Paul talking about, uh, you know, this this movement to make everybody trans. You know, you got to conform. Got to have a trans kid or you're not cool. I mean, just ridiculous. Utterly asinine and insane. And they have no real solutions to offer to solve any real problems. So this is the kind of crap that they try to drum up. So a disgraceful week, once again, in the Capitol. Uh, I also want to give a plug to this book. Maybe this will be a future podcast guest. Andrew Marinus uh, is writing a book about Glenn Burke, the true story, singled out 
the true story of Glenn Burke. Uh, I've read a few excerpts this week. Well, I said it on the show, so we will get Andrew on the podcast maybe next week. How about that? And uh, the interesting thing about Glenn Burke is he, of course, invented the high five, and we as sports fans and gay sports fans know him well, but I was wondering, you know, why is he not a bigger part of gay culture, of gay lore? I mean, he's just as trailblazing as Hollywood actors, musicians. I mean, he was not publicly out until after he retired, but as a player in the 70s, everyone knew he was gay. I mean, the Dodgers management uh, offered him 75 grand to get married to a woman. His secret was out, and he rejected it, and it cost him his career. It did. I mean, he was the life of the party. They invented the high five with Dusty Baker. Davey Lopes has said glowing things about him over the years. Uh, he was really a focal point of that Dodgers team with uh, virulent homophobe Tommy Lasorda as manager. Burke befriended Lasorda's gay son, Spunky. It's a great story, and you read it and you go, this is someone who is unapologetically gay. This is someone who broke barriers. I know there is anti-sports bias in the gay community, but a guy like Glenn Burke, I mean, should should be up there higher in gay lore, and hopefully a book like this uh, helps get him there, because it, it is an, an incredible story that I feel like not enough people know about. All right, so how about the rest of the show this week? Well, coming up next, we're going to talk to Chance Wheeler, who is a former college volleyball player. Uh, we wrote him up on OutSports in 2017, uh, but that's not why he's on. I mean, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about his coming out story and how he always wanted to play sports as a high school kid, but was bullied by the male athletes in his school for being gay. So he wanted to show up to basketball tryouts one day, but backed out and just, it was, it was a tough road for him. And then he got to college and became the athlete he always wanted to become. So that's a great story. And I do talk to Chance a little bit about that, but we mostly talk about what he's doing now. What he's doing now is OnlyFans. Hunter Dalton, is on OnlyFans. You can find him on uh, at NXT underscore Hunter D. Hmm. <laughs> so I wonder if there's some 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 meaning there. Um, so I'm so fascinated by OnlyFans, which of course has exploded during COVID. Since May, its audience has jumped from 30 million users to 85 million users. There are a couple of primary reasons for this. Uh, One of the reasons is not sultry at all. I mean, it's financial destitution. We still have 10 million fewer jobs than last year at this time. Uh, The restaurant and entertainment industries have completely collapsed. So hospitality as well. So that's the non-sultry reasons why OnlyFans has exploded. People need to make money. But also... In this year of quasi-lockdown, we've been home, we've been bored, we've been alone, and we've been horny. <laughs> so we log on to OnlyFans, we watch porn, and OnlyFans is kind of the next generation of that. So uh, it's been exploding in popularity. Chance does it full-time uh, as Hunter Dalton. So we talk about his journey from college volleyball player to OnlyFans creator, the ups and downs of the app, uh, the prevalence of kink-shaming in the gay community, and uh, how Chance says doing OnlyFans has actually reconnected him to the gay community. So it's a great conversation. Hopefully you enjoy it. That's coming up on the other side. It's a sports kiki. Thank you, as always, for listening. And welcome back to the Sports Kiki Podcast. Uh, I said it 
several times in the opening, but this is uh, one of the interviews I've been looking forward to most throughout 55 episodes. Uh, it's a topic that I am very interested in <laughs> for a number of reasons. Uh, Chance Wheeler is a former college volleyball player. He played at Wilson College in Pennsylvania. We wrote about him, as I was also saying in the opening, on OutSports in 2017. Now today, he's a blogger, artist, producer, and OnlyFans creator. Lots of questions for him. Uh, Chance, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. So what? Yeah, yeah. So let, let's catch up on the last few years. Uh, I read a story we wrote about you in 2017 based off a feature that was written about yeah. you in the Roanoke Times, your hometown paper. You were a nice college freshman. You're living your dream. You're playing college volleyball. You get the colors of the pride flag tattooed on your forearm. And now... I go to an OnlyFans page, and there's an ass shot. You're eight inches. What what happened, Chance? <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it was just a base. Like, it's one of those things. I was very self conscious for the longest time, um, and actually, OnlyFans kind of brought me out of that shell like a lot. Like, it changed my personality, um, who I am now. And, like, I guess my perspective, my mentality, and, like, how people, how I view myself. Yeah. Like, it taught me to grow a lot, personally. That's awesome. That's so cool. And I have a lot of questions about that. Um, But first, I want to go back just to catch everyone up on your experience at Wilson College. So, what I thought was really cool about your story as an athlete is... Uh, you played for a club volleyball, you played volleyball outside of your high school, but you, you you wanted to be involved in more sports in high school, but you didn't because of bullying from male athletes. And then it seems like you really found a community at Wilson, which I think is just so cool. Yep. Um, Wilson was very accepting uh, from the, the minute I stepped onto campus. Like, it was so welcoming. Um, it was mainly, like, the high school, my area and my hometown, like, it wasn't familiar. They, um, I mean, we had other athletes that were out on the team as well, so it kind of made it easier. Um, and not just our team alone, throughout the campus in general, overall. Um, but, like, in my hometown, it was just so, like, we're secluded and not many people were that out. So for me to come out and, like, it was just, it was a, a big step for me, considering that, like, there wasn't very many people out in this area, maybe, like, one or two to yeah. get the most. Yeah, and, and there were, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, no, I was just saying, and there was a threat, and there was an LGBTQ community at Wilson. Oh, for sure. There's, like, they were so much more welcoming, um, and not just in, like, student population, the teachers, too. Like, I guess they were more familiar with it. They had been around it more. Um, it was more, I don't know what word I'm looking for, familiar to them. Yeah. It was very different. Um, it was different for me because that's a di- different, complete atmosphere than where I was raised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and how did you change over those four years at Wilson um, being around in that kind of environment? Um, it was different actually having people that, you know, accepted it fully and you knew that they accepted it fully. Um, I mean, it was just a, overall, like, it was a big step for me. Uh, four states away from home. Never, I mean, there were 600 people in our school, 100 in my graduating class. So, like, for me to get out of a small town and do something, you know, it's, like, it's a big step for me. But also, like, it shows that you really can do anything if you put your mind to it. Yeah. But, yeah, there 
their community was so much more welcoming as like me being out um mainly it was just you know people trying to pinpoint little things here and there throughout school so i just kind of avoided things to not cause problems for myself so it was more i was living out of fear than actually you know doing good in high school yes yeah so when i got to college like it was a complete different change personality wise for me yeah, yeah, I imagine. I mean, so I came out in high school too. I'm a little older than you in my late 20s. But, uh, you know, I went to Boston University and same thing. It was really like night and day where you say, well, I don't have to hide this part of me. I actually can embrace it. And this can become an increasing part of my identity. And it's like it's like nirvana when you reach that point and realize that. It really is. It's, you find a peace within yourself when you realize that, like, it really depends on the area that you're you're from and where you know where you choose to move if you do decide to move but like depending on state wise i and now i travel more with you know my only fans and everything so like i've opened up so much like it's crazy on how the areas and people's personalities differ based on where you go yeah it is it, it is it is crazy and uh you also mentioned that you had multiple openly gay players on your team that's that's quite a cool experience yeah, that was something that wasn't very for I mean, not and nobody was out on any sports team. So really like, I wasn't expecting a lot to be. Um, but like three on one team is like that's a big odd difference than from where I'm from and what I'm used to seeing. Yeah. And we all the team was really close in general, like there was just a really good community. It was like a family there. Yeah. So take me to the OnlyFans page. Um, when did you start? Um, well, I first started it when I had left Wilson. Um, it was more of like a trial run kind of thing to figure it all out. Um, it actually done really well. And so I decided to come back here and pursue nursing. Decided I didn't want to do nursing and start producing, start blogging and just try to make my name known. Um, Hunter Dalton, especially kind of, you know, get a bit, a bigger fan base and start my own business. But this is basically my starting point. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so what, so what year was this? Do you started the only fans? Um, I think it was 2018. 18. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you mentioned your, of course, chance, but go to your page, your social accounts, your Hunter Dalton, um, what, how does Hunter Dalton compare to Chance Wheeler? Um, okay, so this is, it's like a little code, I guess. Um, actually, all of that is part of my name or family name. Hmm. It's just different parts. Hunter's my actual middle name. Ah, okay. And Dalton is my mom's maiden name. Okay. So it's all family, and it's all actually part of my name. Just mixed up a little bit, my own little twist. Yeah, yeah. How about like uh, personality-wise, though? You know, when you are Hunter Dalton, how do you feel? It definitely has a different persona. Um, actually, recently got into cross-dressing as well, and so that's like a whole other persona. It really like you can embrace that, and it takes you from like when you are doing your content and you are actually making your stuff. Like, you don't feel like you're the same person. You know, you're the the actor, your entertainer, you know, you're making your content. Like, I think like this other person kind of steps in and takes over. 
and you you know you forget yourself for a second mm-hmm. and it's like it's all about your persona yeah i mean but, it's it's very similar i guess to drag in that perspective where you have your drag persona yeah it's like a I don't know. I see personas as like a different side. Yeah. Um, like a part of your personality. Um, Hunter Dalton is more like, I mean, I can be bold sometimes and I can, I'm opinionated, but like my persona for Hunter Dalton is like, Hunter Dalton does not care about anything. <laughs> <laughs> like my Twitter, like it's, you know, like I can do, I can be somebody like, it's like, a, it takes me away from reality for a little bit. Yeah, like an escape. Doesn't care about anything. So, what, Hunter's a nihilist? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> um, no, but I've been told that I'm a little reckless. I don't see that I'm reckless <laughs> or, you know, like carefree, but like I've been told by some of my friends that I am. So, I mean, that's one of the things I've like, well, let me, is that a bad thing or is that like something I should embrace, enjoy, like living carefree? Like, it's, that's how I see Hunter Dalton. Like, there's no stress. Like, they don't, you know, I've dealt with anxiety. I've dealt with depression. And when I'm Hunter Dalton, that's not a thing. It's all gone. Like, it's a whole nother world. You're a whole nother person for the time that you are making your content. So it's it's helped you cope with anxiety and depression? It really has. Wow. Um, like, I'm, when I'm Hunter, it's not, I'm focused on my content. I'm focused on my fans. My only fans page, what you know, I'm not worried about everything else. And then when I'm done with making content, that's when I can actually like, you know, I'm gonna step back into reality. Like Hunter Dalton is a whole nother little world. Like my only fans page it really like it helps me become who I am now. Like my personality's changed a lot. Um, I've learned to like accept myself more and that was always my biggest problem. And, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was, I was just going to say, when did you get that urge to start, you know, becoming more comfortable and exploring this side of you? Um, well, that was like really, I mean, so volleyball kind of played into it. Um, I didn't get to play in high school. I had a lot of coaches that helped me get to where I was when I started college, um, I had to make, you know, my accounts and everything and put myself out there for them to find me. But, like, they really done a lot to help me get to where I was. And, like, for me to look back on that and realize that, like, I came from a small town. We got two red lights. <laughs> and I actually made it to a college, and I never played a day in high school. I never played club. Like, that was just a big accomplishment for me. And so it kind of played, like, when I started OnlyFans, it was like the you know, I looked back, I was like, okay, well, if I can do that, why can't I do OnlyFans? You know, like, it gave me that self-confidence that somewhere along the line I lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, hey, like, I, I didn't have this high school track record, but I did make a, a college team, and, you know, I'm not a professional porn star or actor, but, you know, I, if, I set, if I set my mind to it, I can do it. I am doing this full-time, like I have gotten to where I can do this full time now. Really? So, yeah. yeah so, so how about the process of building your page? How, how does that work? Um, that's the one question everybody I get asked by. Uh, so, like, my thing is advertising. 
you just have to put yourself out there. Like every platform, um, constantly like, I mean, you're always making content, but like there's different types of content. I mean, you can't put, you know, some things you can't post just out on the open. And then some things, you know, there's certain pictures that you can, but it's just a lot of time consumed. I don't think people realize how much goes into the background work of it rather than, you know, just posting your content and let like everybody getting to enjoy it. Yeah. So, so what's your strategy? Cause Hunter's on OnlyFans, he's on Twitter, he's on Instagram. What's your, what's your strategy? Twitter's my biggest most that I use. Um, Instagram second. I do actually Facebook page as well. Um, but really it's, I mean, you have to find, you know, there's a huge base uh, when Tumblr took away their right. uh, porn and everybody kind of went to Twitter. But like once you get a few creators and, you know, you start literally, you just have to start tweeting, you know, add your hashtags, like just constantly, like the more tweets that are out there, that's more people that's viewing them. That's more, you know, you're getting more likes, you're getting more retweets. They, you know, like, and I'm always asking my OnlyFans what <coughs> They'll tell me what they want to see, like what kind of content they want. And so I kind of like view towards what they want rather than, and then some people that have OnlyFans, they do what they want. They don't, you know, that's their page. That's what they want to do. Like it's their own little thing. Really, OnlyFans doesn't have to be completely nude. Like that's what a lot of people think is it's just strictly porn, but like you can do anything on OnlyFans. Like, and you don't even need an OnlyFans to do it. Like Twitter's, I mean, OnlyFans is set up the same way on the same platform as Twitter. But you really can, all my stuff that I post on OnlyFans, I literally can just link it and it'll post to a tweet on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Oh, go ahead. People that don't have OnlyFans, um, they take like a percentage of your income, but there's people that have made like they make money out, you know, they use their Twitter as their platform instead of OnlyFans. Like, you just have to be smart about, the, like, the moves that you do, but, like, confident advertisement. Like, that's my biggest thing, advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> like, the more people see you, that's more, um, you know, they might go mention somebody else, like, you know, advertisement. I don't know. I, like, I, I can't stress that enough, and I'm saying people – that's where the content comes in. Like you're constantly, I feel like I'm constantly making content, but if I didn't, I wouldn't have enough to like advertise constantly with. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So how often, how often are you filming, taking pictures? I am at least gone and, um, traveling, recording, literally, um, might be home two or three days during the week and I'm gone for the rest working. What do you mean? Tra- I have, yeah. Um, if other, I have met with like, I got um Atlanta. Atlanta is actually a really big porn city um, industry. <laughs> but like the base there, you have so many that like are okay with making content mm-hmm. as to like being away from the city and away from that connection and not being able to make content. So like when you're in the city, you have more options. Like, there's actually other creators that are there around you. And so you can collaborate. It's, and that's where you get 
a majority of your fans. Um, a lot of mine have come from collaborations is because they've been in the business longer. Their fan base is bigger. But back to advertising, like you got to spend money to make money. Yeah. And so I'm spending, you know, I'm spending money for my stuff to be advertised so I can make that money back. Yeah. So it, it's really, it, it's, it's not just, oh, here I am, you know, jerking off. <laughs> here you go. It's, it's a, a little more. more... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like more or less, it's not like you, the lighting, you have your stage, like it's literally the same as if you were doing a professional movie, like, you know, and it, the quality of your work really depends on your fans' reactions. Like, the better the quality and the more time you put into your work, then you're going to get more likes back. You're going to get more, you know, feedback. So really it depends on like your time invested. Like if you really want to do it, don't half-ass it. Like give it your all because there's people that made it with OnlyFans. Um, all kinds of porn stars. Like, and once you're done with like, once you can build your base, which is what I really want to do. Um, in the long run future of my, I guess, OnlyFans page, um, there's actually, I think, just for fans right. as well. Um, but, like, once I'm done with, I can get my bigger fan base and the money that I make on OnlyFans, I'm actually, like, working towards investment. Make my money work for me. Part of the, part of the Hunter Dalton business empire. I like it. Okay. Right, like I, I don't want to have to stress about money. Like I want my money to work for me. Like I want my money to. <laughs> yes. You know. Yes. Yes, honey. That's where I... My... <laughs> <laughs> I want like once my fan base is big enough, or you know, underwear brands. Like you got to start somewhere, or you're where are you going to be if you don't. Yeah, so, so so what made you decide you, know, you want to make the money work for you, but you can do that, you know, doing a lot of things. What made you decide you want to go this route? And, and, and I also want to say, how would you describe yourself? Content creator, uh, producer, porn star, combination of all? I'm a very sexual person, and I think it took a long time for me to realize and accept that truly. Um, because I got a lot of shit for it from some people. Mm-hmm. But like, well, and and it wasn't even like this. This was like out in the community kind of thing, like a completely different, whatever. But I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah, no, wait, yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you, you got, you get shit from from who? I'm sorry. You you, you get shit from other other gay pe- other gay guys when you tell them about your like. That was the biggest like. My biggest thing was OnlyFans connected me back to the gay community. Um, when I went to Wilson, there was, I mean, there was that community, but like all of my actual friends that I made at home, because Roanoke, uh, Virginia, you know, they have a bigger gay community than where I was from. That's about an hour from me. That's where all my friends were that were in the gay community, more or less. Um, but like, it definitely took, it helped me build that wall to where criticism, don't take it so hard. Like, take it with a grain of salt and keep moving. Like, if somebody doesn't like your content, they're still paying to be on your page. I've had people diss my content, but yet they're still subscribed. All about that money. 
Uh, and I'm like, who's really winning here? Like, you, you're still paying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's like, the, the, that really like was an eye opener. Like, they're just going to shit talk to shit talk. Like, that really, only fans may need, like, it kind of opened my eyes to like, don't take everything so seriously. Don't take it so personal. Like, just because they say that doesn't mean the next person's going to think that. Yeah, I was going to say, um, when did you get to get to that point where you're putting, you know, yourself out totally out there? And if someone says something, how did you get to the point where you're just like, eh, you know, F it. They're paying me. <laughs> I mean, after you stress for, well, they said this, they said that for so long, um, that really becomes your mentality. And it took a lot for me to break that. Um, when I started OnlyFans, it took a lot for me to even want to advertise it. Um, but actually I didn't get a lot of bad criticism from the people that I actually knew, like from around here, it was actually the fans that were subscribed. And that was the crazy part. <laughs> That's what blew my mind when I started it. But I mean, it was one of those, if I live in fear for the rest of my life, am I ever going to get anything done? Hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're a very sexual person and you just said at one point, this is what I want to do. Yeah, it was like, if I don't start somewhere, I'm not going to get anywhere. Like, it's not going to go. I'm not going to have that opportunity. If I wait another minute, that minute that's a minute gone. I just wasted time. Like, that could have been money in my pocket. And I'm not, like, a very material person, but money's not always been a very abundant asset. So I don't want, like, my future and my family later on to have that problem. And but you but you enjoy the work. You you like it. Oh yeah, like, I get to travel. I've yeah. been to some of the bigger cities. When I was in school, I hated school. I mean, I, was, I did like nursing. I love nursing, but it was the fact like it really did put me in a depression because it wasn't. I get to travel now. I mean, I get to do. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've met so many great people doing this. Believe it or not, like I don't know, people have a stereotypical view of porn stars and like people that create content and have only fans but like you think like people have made it to seem like it's that person on the corner and that's not the, like there's some of the classiest like people and they've made hella money hella money but you just have to play your cards right and what you know you got to be able to you can't be soft-hearted <laughs> You can't be soft-hearted in, when you're in, like, public eye in any way. Mm-hmm. Because if you are, you're not going to – they're going to tear you apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, and, like – I'm sorry? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just – like, just the fact that, it, like, my own fans on, on my account was, like, were the ones to diss or make the smart remark, and it wasn't even the people that, like – were in the community that I thought would be, you know, you would think that would be the ones. And it was just, I mean, like, I don't know. I just, that shows that, like, people are, can be very hypocritical. They're like, I always thought, my mentality was if one person thought that one thing, that everybody thought it. Mm-hmm. And that's just being in a close high school and everybody knowing everybody's business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it really did, like, it helped him build that like wall, that brick wall of like don't don't be so personal, just let it go. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I keep going. Like you're, you've made it this far. How much further can you go? Yeah, and and I'm, and I'm curious about you said that uh, your page doing OnlyFans connected you back to the gay community. What do you mean by that? Um, like now I know I've met people in the gay community in Dallas. I've met them in Virginia Beach, Richmond, um, South Carolina, Florida. Like I've. I've grown my, like, friend group, I guess, and I lost touch with a lot of them when I left. If that makes sense. Like, I didn't, most of my friends were great. And now that I travel, I actually, like, it's mainly the ones that I collaborate with. Like, we've, I don't know, it's opened me to a different, like, part of the community. Um, When you go to the city, the gay community there is so much more different than like where Roanoke is and what I thought that the gay community was. And yeah. I don't know how to, like, it's a very different, and I guess that's a, like society and people in general, but it really was like, they're more, some places are more welcoming than others. And then some are just like, you're like, what the hell? Oh yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I'm in Boston, and we have a very accepting uh, community, open community. But we only have like I don't know three gay bars, and you go to like you know any other city, even Providence, and you have, there's at least double that. It's like what? It's it's crazy. Um, so I want to talk about COVID. Has COVID been good for your page? At first, um, that's when. So when I first started traveling and making content in other states um it shortly broke out afterwards so i stopped mm-hmm. uh, so that was a big like i think for about three months maybe a little longer and it was just because i didn't want to put myself at that risk and mm-hmm. not, like other people at risk because i'm traveling now it's not many people i mean it's not as bad. It's not as, I guess, high risk. Um, I wear masks. I do my precautions. You can only do so much. But at the same time, I can't, like, that back to live in fear. I can't live in fear and let my business and my page go down. You know what I mean? Well, I guess, yeah. I don't know. I it took a while for me to get, like, it grew really quick in the beginning. And now, like, I'm having to rebuild where I left, like, to where I was. Because I'm not back on my OnlyFans page. Like, my ranking is not to where I was before. Because you, took a, like, because you took a break from filming. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I lost, uh, like, my page completely. I, I stopped everything. So I had to start over and build it back up. And I'm still not to where I was. Yeah, that's, that's like the hard. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, because you read so much about how like OnlyFans has exploded during COVID, and there's a number of reasons for that. But you know, I think a lot of it is people are home, they're bored, and they're horny. So you know, they they're 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 paying for. But 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 you guys are still. I mean, there's someone has to do the filming. You know, right? Like there's it takes. I don't know. It's very hard when you have like you're trying to film and you're just one person. Did you have the lights, uh, you you know, your phone, your recording, you, the work, like, 
I don't think people they forget that part and how much work it actually takes because it might take hours for a couple of, like you know like a short video and that's just to make sure that it's the quality that you want but then again when you have the accessibility of some collaborators it makes it a lot easier do you have content. do you have positive or meaningful um exchanges with your followers and fans Oh yeah, Most, nine times out of ten, there's always the bad apple of the group. There's always that one person that you caught them on a shit day, and you're gonna get the brunt of the, you know, like you're getting it that day. You're gonna, but as to like, I'm just take it with a grain of salt. Now I'm like, okay, and the one I told you, you know, they, I'm like, you're still subscribed to my page. You can leave at any time. I'm not forcing you to subscribe if you don't like my content. You're not hurting my feelings in it. Yeah. You know, like, I can't force my content on you. Um, I can't force you to go to my page. But I'm also very, like, I listen to my fans. Like, if they message me and they want a certain type of video or they want certain content, I, I make sure that that's on my page. And I, w- I wanted to ask you, too, before uh, we hung up here, Chance, um, you're pretty on kink shaming. You talked about this a little earlier. Do you think kink shaming is a problem in the gay community? Very much so. That was one of the biggest things for me when I could actually, like, before I left for college. Um, That's where I actually, uh, when I was talking about shit talking, um, there was over kink, and I had a video get out. That was, like, the worst nightmare of my life. I mean, I was 18 so, like, for me to have that get out at a big scale, and it wasn't just, a, like, and I don't even know how it got out because <laughs> that was the thing. Um, it was just one of those you wake up and you're like, what the hell happened? And, like, everybody ran with it. And that's what really started my depression and anxiety. Like, I stopped going out. I stopped going to the club. I stopped going to, like, all of my gay friends I was disconnected from. Um I don't know, it really, like that one person taking it so far, and there was those, you know, the little group that like nitpicked whatever, but like that's what really made me, put me in the like mentality that I was. Um, it really hurt my ego, and I don't know why I let it get to that, but like I said, like it was very bad. Like that was something that was constantly brought up. Like I could be in the middle of the bar. And, you know, they was, somebody was throwing it up in my face. And I, it just, I'm a very, like, I'm not the type of person to be an asshole to somebody just to be an asshole. Like, I'm, you know, respect. You respect me, I'll respect you. But that, that really was, like, that, was, that really hurt me, like, long term. Like, that really did do me in, I guess, to say to say. Um, but... It took, like, that's where OnlyFans, like, I was like, you know, looking on Twitter and seeing other people's content and seeing how many people, like, in Dallas. Um, one of my friends, he's really big into, like, community. And it opened my eyes to, like, wow, okay, so they gave me shit because they're closed-minded. That's why. Like, that really was the key. Somebody that's 
I don't judge. I'm not going to judge anybody for what they do. You know, do what you do. Just don't press it on me. Mm-hmm. Like if it's not my thing, don't try to shove it down my throat. And I'm not going to shove what I like, what I you know believe down your throat. Yeah. It's just them. Yeah. Know, I mean, yeah. Like that's where it all ties. Like OnlyFans made me like when I started traveling and like getting to meet other people in the gay community. The kinks, like it opened my eyes to like people actually are into it and keep it on the DL. Like there's people that are going to shit talk to me and they're actually into them. And it's just them being hypocritical and it's because the public eye. I don't know, like the public eye, like a lot of people act different. Um, I mean, now I don't, I'll admit, like I have pink and I love them. Like (laughs) it was like with me being sexual, like I had to, it was just a part of me that I had to accept and learn that like it's natural people are going to do it and like with covid and you know everybody making only fans like there was a big hoorah about it and everything like i don't see nudity as bad i mean natural i think it's a wonderful thing um people see me and they're like oh you know you have this nice body and i expect you to have this i guess ego that you're you know you're supposed to instantly be cocky because you have an, a nice body to them. And I've actually, like, had people just instantly shitty towards me. Like, I could be nice, you know, smile, hey. Mm-hmm. And I've instantly, like, just hate or, like, rejection or, like, just something negative. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and, I, and I think that OnlyFans, it shows you that there's a, there's a big world out there. And, and I think all of our worlds and, have been expanded in that way over the last year with all Twitter. And, yeah, there's... It really has, um, like... This is in general, like, Twitter. I'm, like, I'm glad that they didn't ban um, their platform like Tumblr did. Um, because I've had people on... Twitter give me shit and somebody's always going to say something that's right. what I'm saying like whenever somebody comes to me with a problem like it just doesn't matter what you do if you don't do it they're going to be pissed they're yeah. going to say something if you if you do they're going to say something like you can't just do what you want to do and go with it like be you you can't do anything better than being you what you like what you know don't change yourself for anybody only fans like i do you know i'll post stuff that they like but if it's not something i'm into i respectfully let them know yeah kind of thing. I, th- I think i think respect is the key uh hunter so uh take me through the, the the business plan the hunter dalton business empire where are we going over the next year um actually so my plan Right now is I'm just working, saving money. Um, I plan to move to Florida. There's a big community down there, um, like Atlanta. I will say Dallas. Um, but And Dallas is another good one. But I want, like, once I get down there, find me a school, get my business degree. Um, I just went out of Virginia. I want a different view before I actually go back to school and do my studies. And kind of get that financial like savings and being able that way I can do my content but know I have that money to get through school. You know, business degree. Um, I have a few ideas there. I'm not sure what I want to do yet. 
and learning investments is a big thing for me. Um, easy money if you can get it down. Uh, so I've been doing my little studying on that. But nice. yeah, business school is definitely the goal right now. Awesome. Chance, great to talk, man. Thank you. This was great. Thank you for having me. All right. So a big thanks goes out to Chance for taking the time and not just coming on the show, but being so open. Because as we were saying at the end, there is still a lot of kink shaming, unfortunately, in the gay community. And uh, I am a sex positive person. And uh, I think that, you know, we all have our proclivities. And I don't really understand what the big deal is. So we're multifaceted people. We can be into multiple things. And the more we push this underground, the more harm it does. Be open. Be proud. Be free. That, that's my mentality and all this stuff. So I love what a Chance is doing with his OnlyFans page, taking a chance, taking a risk um, in the standpoint that he's putting himself out there. He's, a, as he said, a sexual person, and he came to the realization, this is what I want to try to do. And he's doing it. And as, as, um, as he certainly conveyed in the interview, this is not just, oh, let me, uh, you know, put the camera up, oh, here I am, hot, pay me money. No, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of effort and a lot of marketing and a lot of promotion that goes into this, a lot of artistic and creative direction that goes into the shoots. So uh, it's, uh, it was good. Uh, good to get more insight on that. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, Tumblr banned explicit content a few years ago. Then they started migrating to Twitter. And then OnlyFans is the monetization of that. But it's worth noting that OnlyFans was not intended for porn. Just for fans is the porn site. OnlyFans was not intended for porn. So that's why Chance also said you have to be a little careful about what you post and what you can show. So it's, uh, yeah, so for a millionth time, interesting conversation. If you have any guest ideas, hit me up on Twitter. My DMs are open. At AlexReamer1 is my name. That again is at AlexReamer1. We'll talk to you next Saturday. So long.